we actors are we're we're strange people. We are, you know, rejection and being let down is our mental name. This is Spencer Glass, an actor originally from Merrick. And I think people look at that like we're weak, like you know, the worst question that we could be asked at um at a holiday is, so what's next? Because usually, <laughs> like, we don't really know what's next. Um, and that goes from anyone from Will Smith to um, to a Broadway name, you know, to Alice and Jenny. Like, you know, every actor has kind of been through it. Like, sometimes you just don't really know what's next. But we're so used to not having a job. <laughs> that, like, I think a lot of us are kind of banding together. During coronavirus, that is. It was truly... You know, I think for everybody, the rug was pulled out from under us. I think for actors, the rug was pulled out from under us and then um, and then some where, you know, this is, we, we depend on an audience and we depend on um, being in close proximity to each other. I've seen partners on stage and that's just not the reality right now. And I don't know when that will happen again. Um, it's wonderful that some things have transferred onto the computer and we've been able to like make Zoom musicals, but as far as show business goes, <laughs> we don't know when it's going to come back. So that's kind of been a huge emotional journey, I think, for most actors. I'm Mark Chisano, and this is episode 28 of Life Under Coronavirus, Newsday Opinion's oral history of the pandemic. Some industries have been able to operate at least a little bit through COVID-19, essential or not. Then there's theater. When Broadway shut down at the beginning of March, it was the beginning of what may be a long, total shutdown period for actors around the country, with tours canceled, regional productions shuttered, just gone. Actors, however, are used to dealing with uncertainty and hustling for the next thing. Glass says he's been auditioning since age seven. He's worked in New York and in other cities. And I worked regionally um, around the country. Um, but, you know, you you do a job. Um, there usually is a closing date. And then you audition for the next one. Right, right. It's like the constant auditioning, right? Constant auditioning, and you're working six jobs in between, you know, your little survival job. For him, that included babysitting, waiting tables, walking dogs, watching doors. I um, was a doorman at Ralph Lauren on the Upper East Side. Wow. Um, I worked at the men's store. They thought I was too friendly, so they transferred me to the women's store. Um, <laughs> and then I was also too friendly. But the goal, of course, is being on stage, no matter where that stage is. After college, I came back to New York. And I lived in Long Island for a couple of months. And my parents said, you're an adult. So, you know, uh, the wide amount of your you know, expenses have to come from you. So I took a job <laughs> working as a performer uh, for Disney Cruise Line for a year right out of college. Oh, wow. Oh, and I traveled the world. Wow. What was the show? Um, <laughs> we did, um, the illuminating Toy Story, the musical. Amazing. Um, we did, and then like a bunch of other like made up, um, like fantastic magical Disney shows. That was a nine month gig out of college, a great experience, a trying experience, everything you can think of. Yeah, totally. Did you, uh, who did you play in, in the Toy Story one? 
Um, I was a six foot two Buzz Lightyear. Wow. Um, right. And I <laughs> flew. I there was fire attached to my wings. Everything. He's also played Will Ferrell, basically, in the stage version of the Christmas movie Elf. I did the Elf national tour based on the Will Ferrell movie. Um, it's a Broadway show, and then they they took it on the road, and I was fortunate enough to um, understudy and uh, and be Buddy the Elf. These days, without being able to perform in front of audiences, Glass has been doing the next best thing, a live show with BroadwayWorld.com. The show covers lesser-known musicals, so musicals that you probably haven't heard of that were maybe on Broadway for a night, musicals that maybe you have heard of but you know nothing about, just kind of like the underdogs of the um, of Broadway history. He says he's doing it every Tuesday. I do a live every Tuesday. Um, I'm lucky enough to now be on something called Broadway On Demand, where my show was picked up by Broadway On Demand. So I'm reaching like a couple thousand people every um, every week. And I feel like this is my time. This is my platform to um, entertain people, keep people happy. And try to stay positive. You know, we as actors can't be on a stage, but um, social media is a very, 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 very powerful thing. And... That is my hashtag, the show must go on, story. I'm going to sing these lyrics because I feel like, um, I feel like it, I don't know, I feel like music can be really, really powerful. These lyrics are super hunky-dory, but, um, Perfect. If only, if only we all could. Yeah, seriously. Like this. So this is called... (laughs) Christmas song. This is Buddy is trying to explain to this girl he's falling in love with that she should be positive and like spread love and joy at all times, um, which <laughs> is an impossible thing, but it's not for him. Right. So he goes, um, just sing a Christmas song. It's like magic if things go wrong. Just spread some Christmas cheer by singing loud for all to hear. Amazing. I love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> we can all Hilarious. use a Christmas cheer right now. Right? Yeah, <laughs> why, why not? I asked Glass how he was doing, unable to perform on the stage right now. You know, I would, I would be lying if I said I didn't have sad, angry energy around everything happening. I didn't feel sorry for myself. Like, that would, that would be a total lie. Um, Right. It fills a certain part of um, my day, sometimes my week, but then there are times where I want to be more fulfilled, um, you know, just, just to be honest. But it's impossible to stick to the traditional show-must-go-on mentality during a pandemic. Like, it's great there were actors, the show must go on, but at the same time, I don't know if I want to be part of a show that happens tomorrow because I could be asymptomatic and putting someone else at risk. Like, my time will come as an actor again, and I think right now a lot of us are way more focused on... Um, people who are directly, directly, directly affected, who are sick, who need our help, who are old, who um, aren't as fortunate as we are. It could be that theater looks different for a while. I think it's not going to come back in the way that we imagine theater to always be. I think it's going to come back in smaller ways. I think um, there. I think theater may come back in like an audiobook style. Hmm. Um, I think theater may come back in. Um, more explosive, aesthetically pleasing, well-thought-out lives that I'm doing. 
Um, like mine is just very basic, but I think they're going to take that to the next level. Um, I don't think it'll come back tomorrow, but I'm curious what theaters will do. I don't know if, that, if it has to be at half capacity. They have to take seats away. I'm, I'm really stumped. Usually <laughs> it's a, it's a blessing and a curse. Usually I think I usually have some kind of answer. Um, yeah. And I, I'm stumped. I really, really, really am. But he does think ultimately the show will go on. Theater will always be there, and um, especially right now with everything that is going on, you know, whatever side you're on, there's going to be art made out of this. Every facet of this, there's going to be art made out of this. People are the best writers right now. Lin Manuel, he's at home writing something right now about this. Oh my gosh, you know, this is this is um, a blessing in some ways for artists. This, you know, we use theater as a voice. Um, to teach powerful lessons, and they're going to create some kind of way for theater to come back, especially to tell about what's happening now. Mm-hmm. 